Hello and welcome to Magic Self and Spirits live podcasts. Welcome to the journey with the year. Welcome to the journey with the pagan year. We are now at a point with the pagan year that at the end of this month at Samhain, um, as it used to be called before it became Halloween, that was the end of the pagan year. The The bringer of death, the lady of death came and took the souls of those who were dying to the other world and those who also wished to walk on those paths, those pagan paths that used to move with and still do move with the seasons, move with nature, move with the year, would walk with the Lady of Death, regeneration, healing and rebirth through into the underworld to see their loved ones, to feel their connections again, to feel that real power of the regeneration of the new year. And so we're going to look at Samhain. I know it's spelt Samhain, but it's pronounced Samhain, depending on where you're from. Hello, Caroline. And this whole journey with Samhain, this whole journey with the imminence of the spirituality of paganism, the whole idea that the divine being or the divine beings were the seasons, were nature, were the grand spirits themselves of the earth, um, is a very, very powerful journey to work with. And I trained as a pagan priest for a number of years, for three years in, in Glastonbury in England, and walked that path for quite some time. And Samhain was always the most amazing of all the, the eight sun festivals. Um, it was the most powerful for me. It was, you know, the veils are the thinnest between the worlds. And if you saw the year as a circle, six months across that circle, the absolute mirror was Beltane, the time of love and sexuality. And that relationship between love and sexuality and death and regeneration is very, very powerful in our mythology. And it's looking in the mirror to the other side, looking in the mirror to that kind of power, that kind of way of working um, is an incredible journey. We've done a number of podcasts now. This is something we're relatively new into and we're building and sharing out across the internet and out across um, the blogger space, if you like, the podcast space sphere. I don't know the exact words for that. And um, a grand rising to you, Amber. And um, working in those kind of amazing ways that podcasts and can give opportunities, particularly to talk about things like Samhain and parts of spirituality that in some areas are very well known, but in other areas are very, very new. And spirituality is really, in this context, in pagan context, or context, about the relationship with the seasons, the relationship with the land, the relationship with how the planets move and move everything for us. So let us look to um, this podcast, How to Celebrate Samhain with Keridwin. And Keridwin was one of the goddesses um, that is associated with Samhain in Avalon. Paganism, particularly the paganism of the UK, Ireland, uh, northern France, those kind of areas where it started and obviously translated later on over into the United States, would work with different deity, depending on the tradition. In the tradition that I was training in, Keridwin was probably the most important of 
the goddesses for this time of year. So the title of this uh, podcast is How to Celebrate Samhain with Keridwin, Bringer of Death. As the sun is about a week into its sojourn in the constellation of Scorpio, we arrive at the festival of Samhain. At this sabbat we encounter the goddess Keridwin, Bringer of Death, stirrer of the great cauldron of regeneration. Let's look at the tradition and modern ways we celebrate Samhain, one of the most powerful pagan sun festivals. Well, they're all powerful, but this one always feels to be the most powerful to me. Samhain is a late fall festival. Although it was originally known as the end of the summer, in the pagan wheel of the year, this is the Sabbat cycle. Sabbats are the sun festivals, the eight of them in the year. Uh, they come up about once every six weeks and they reflect the movement of the seasons and the energies and the movement of the seasons are seen as like the life of divinity and this sabbat is about the end of life death regeneration rebirth healing those kind of things it is a celebration of death transformation and rebirth it marks the end of the growing season and a time when the veils between this world and the next are thin. This is a perfect time to develop mediumship, to connect to those we have lost this year, and build our connection to the spirit world. And we've lost a lot this year. It's been a huge year of change, and Samhain will come about this Saturday. So Samhain Eve will be Friday night. And we can cross the veils then, when they're the thinnest. But we can cross them now, they're very thin right at the moment. And the souls of the people that we've lost, our loved ones, will be waiting for us. It's a very, very powerful time of healing. The days are darkening. The nights are longer. Decay and death are on the ascendancy. Keridwin is the crone the dark goddess, the hag, the ancient reaper. She prepares us for our journey to the underworld to meet the beloved souls of our dead and also our shadow selves. The light of the days is six weeks from its lowest ebb. Nature is dying all around us. Animals gorge on fruit and store nuts and other food, preparing for hibernation. The air is cold. And as we wrap in warm clothes to protect our body's temperature, we notice the carpet of fallen leaves from the trees and the bushes begin to rot on the land we're walking. Oranges, reds and browns carpet the road and the countryside. They slowly blacken as they return like all once living things eventually do to the earth as nutrients. Samhain has arrived. The old sun cycle is complete. A new one is waiting to begin. Thus is the nature of the law of rhythm. Everything flows from one state to the other. The sap rises in the trees and the plants at Beltane at the beginning of May and descends again at Samhain. The cycle 
is complete. I have a question from Sarah Brown. Do I have any powerful rituals for Samhain? Yes, they usually involve fire. They can involve invoking the spirits of Samhain, the fairy folk, the dark goddess, the spirits of the land, of the trees. You can light a fire and burn away all the obstacles, all the pain, all the difficulties. We're going to do a ritual in the meditation part of this podcast, where I take you on a journey to the souls of your dead, to your recent dead, for healing and empowerment, for connection, but also for the to see the souls of your ancestors and feel that ever long link of energy and DNA and power that have come down from your ancestors because we were working it out. It used to be that a generation was measured every 30 years. It's not quite so strict now, but it used to be that way. And we really don't have that many generations since the Ice Age. As a race, we've done pretty well to get this far in such a short time. And you really feel that at Salwain when you connect to your ancestors, when you connect to your bloodlines. It's like standing up straight, looking into the future and feeling your whole ancestry behind you. And the whole ancestry stuff is very powerful because you have two parents, four grandparents, eight great, great, grand, you know, eight great, grand, great grandparents and great, great. And sooner or later, you know, you split, you're spilling into thousands and thousands of souls that all needed to come together at one point to empower you being you. And you can take all of that energy forward. So yeah, it's about burning away the old so the new can grow. It's about removing the obstacles and fire and having them written down and throwing them into the fire would be a very powerful way of dealing with them. The celebration of Samhain and the myths of Avalon. Avalon used to be the mythic Isle of the Goddess in the southwest of England in a place called Somerset. And Somerset, the original name of Somerset was the Summerlands, and the Summerlands are the place in pagan mythology where the souls go between the lives, waiting for rebirth. And the ancient history of that part of England was that they were originally the Summerlands. In many of the Avalonian goddess myths, the lady is accompanied by animals, and particularly birds. Keridwin, the dark goddess, reaper and bringer of death, is associated with the hawk that hovers still in the eye of the storm. Nolivar, the goddess of Avalon, is accompanied by ravens. The nine mythical Morgan sisters, Morgan meant priestesses, and there were nine mythical ones associated with the land of Avalon, the hills of what is now Glastonbury. The nine mythical Morgan priestess sisters of the Summerlands were often seen as crows. At Salwain, many of the visiting fowl have left for warmer climes, but the starlings and the crows remain flying low in large flocks over the land and retreating to Avalon's marshlands at dusk. Small birds feast on berries growing in the gardens or backyards for you Americans and sleep in the trees near the houses. 
in the Avalonian tradition that I trained as a priest within, Ceredwin was honoured as the crone goddess at Samhain. She was the outcome of the four states of the goddess maiden, lover, mother crone. The crone goddess is an amalgamation of all of them. So let us first look at the essence of Samhain and then look at the mythology of Ceredwin. Samhain and the pagan calendar. Samhain is the first of the pagan festivals which celebrates the earth, nature and seasons as sacred and as a representation of divinity, which is why a lot of pagan witchcraft training and pagan priest-priestess training starts at Samhain, because Samhain is the end of the year in a lot of traditions, but also the beginning of the new. I'll talk about that a little bit later. The Sabbat is forced around, sorry, is focused around descending to the underworld. It is an experience of death, regeneration, healing and rebirth. The rituals and sacred symbols used at this time reflect the journey of the sun and the response of nature and the land. The pagan calendar is governed by the spiritual laws of vibration and rhythm. We see these in the phases of the moon, changes of the seasons and movement of the sun and stars. None can intuitively doubt that humanity is affected by the moon, her tides of the, her tides of the ocean, her affects on our psyches, our emotions. So it is also true of other planetary bodies and their relationship to the physical, emotional and experience, spiritual experience of humankind. The Sabbats particularly focus on our relationship with the movement of the sun. What is the magical and spiritual experience of Samhain? The spiritual experience of ancient pagan northern Europe was and is represented as the dark goddess with her scissors and sickle accompanied by her toad, sow and hawk. She is gathering up the souls ready to depart. She appears in a black hooded cloak as an old skeletal like woman, wise and magically powerful. All those who are ready to die are taken. The remaining people who walk the spiritual path with her are led to the underworld. Here they will meet their recent dead, their ancestors and their shadow selves. Samhain for me is the most powerful of the sun festivals. It is the direct connection to spirit. It is the experience of spiritual transformation and empowerment in the dark places in the underworld. In some traditions, Samhain is the pagan New Year. There also exists a myth that the period of time between Samhain and Yule, which is December the 21st, was literally no time. It is a reflection of the internal Isle of the Dead. In this period of stillness, is the deeper spiritual experience. Through stillness, meditation and magic, your inner self, shadow self and or inner child can be transmuted into spiritual and magical power. This is the work of this phase in the cycle before you enter the bardo of Yule, waiting for rebirth. Melissa Ledger, raven and crows have been around my yard does that mean anything? I think it means a number of things. I think that it's a reflection of the time of year. 
it's a reflection of your ability to see them and begin to see the significance and the symbolism of them. It's the awakening of the spirit. It's the awakening of magic. It's the awakening of potential spiritual power. But this time of year is also hard. This time of year, particularly if we look at it from a pagan place, is the place of death. And death is a major step in spirituality, but as humans, death is hard. Death is hard for us, death is hard for the people we leave behind, or death is hard if we are one left behind. But yes, ravens and crows, they're the calling of the dark goddess. They're the calling of deep, powerful spirituality. The myth of the crone goddess Keridwin. Keridwin is the goddess of death who stirs her cauldron of magical herbs, vegetables and other plants. She slowly cooks the nectar of eternity. The potion will dig deep into your soul and transform the metals of your personality and character into the gold of your soul. Keridwin is the archetypal representation of those older women, women of the ancient tribes who had reached their second Saturn return at 56 years old. At this age, they can be crowned as crones. These wise women sat on the ruling council or councils of the tribes as joint ruler with the other elderly women. Keridwin, ancient goddess of the lands of Britain, bore a very ugly son. She reasoned that his life would not be at its best unless she intervened. Keridwin employed Gwion Bark, a lad from the local village, to be responsible for stirring her cauldron for her while she went foraging. She would gather herbs, plants and vegetables to make a magical potion that would bring her son not only beauty, but also great wisdom. Guillaume Bark was accompanied by an elderly blind man responsible for keeping the fire alight. Both were under strict instructions, not under any circumstances, to taste the brew under pain of death. For a year and a day, <clears throat> Guion stirred the cauldron of transformation, grumbling a little, I'm sure, but loyal to the goddess to a fault. All day and all night for one whole revolution of the earth around the sun, and one day more, he stirred Keridwin's cauldron. Keridwin, stirring your cauldron, Keridwin and he would stir her cauldron faithfully. Goddess of the underworld. As he progressed, he could hear whispers coming from the contents of the cauldron. They were testing and teasing him to taste the brew, but Gwion resisted. Keridwin, stirring your cauldron, Keridwin. Determined to see out his sacred mission to the very end. Goddess of the underworld, Keridwin. There was also that rumour about a danger in dosing the potion. The first three drops would bring wisdom and gorgeousness, but any more was poison and gave the taste a certain death. 
Weon didn't fancy that fate. Time wore on. Goddess of the underworld, Caradwin. 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 Day after day. Night after night. He stirred this blessed cauldron. He had only the blind old man tending the fire and the rare visits of Caradwin with more ingredient, ingredients for company. His fatigue and restlessness were great as the final night approached. Quion became uh, distracted with the thought that soon he'd escape his cauldron and could live out the rest of his life as he chose. The cauldron was bubbling with the heat of the fire and was forever accompanied by those wicked voices tempting him. They grew more aggressive, teasing him, and yes, verbally abusing him for not tasting the brew. As the fire became hotter and hotter, the cauldron spat a tiny portion of its mixture onto Guion's hand. Without thinking, the boy put his hand in his mouth to alleviate the sudden pain of the burn. The moment the potion touched his tongue, hey presto, he found he knew all the secrets of the universe. He knew the laws of magic and creation, the sorcery of soul journey and shapeshifting. He understood the magic of his voice, his intentions and how to manipulate his vibrations to create whatever he chose into material reality. At that moment, quite unfortunately, Keridwin arrived and within a wink of time realized that the boy had tasted the potion. She screamed like a banshee and Guion fled in terror. Guion instinctively transforms himself into a hare and races away over the fields of corn. Keridwin shapeshifts into a hunting dog and chases after him. Realizing that the hound was getting a little too close for comfort, Guion dives into a river and transforms his body into a salmon. Keridwin in her fury shapeshifts into an otter and proceeds to hunt the hunt the Guion salmon down. In his terror, Guion leaps from the river and transforms himself into a raven with the intention of flying to freedom. Keridwin was having none of it and shapeshifted into a hawk and attacked Guion from the air. Quickly, Guion descended and landed in a corner field, in a cornfield, transforming himself into a seed of corn. Keridwin, with all her guile, shapeshifted into a hen and devoured the seed of corn. Within a month, Keridrin realized that she was pregnant. She was left with a dilemma. Should she destroy the unborn babe to rid herself forever of the cursed Guion? Or give birth to the child? Keridrin decided to allow the babe to live. Following the birth, she wrapped him in swaddling, put him in a basket of reeds, and sent him flowing down the river. The basket was pulled along by the current and travelled downstream for miles. Eventually it got caught up in some reeds on the far bank. 
of the river. A young woman, barely twenty years old, found the little one. She was startled to hear a hungry baby cry on the banks of the river near her family home. She returned to the family with the infant, and this kind family adopted the boy child. As the years rolled on, it became apparent to the girl's family that this was no ordinary child. The reincarnated, transformed Guion was a magician and sage beyond his youth and beyond any person they'd ever met. This is the story of the Tali Taliesin, or otherwise known as the Merlin, the great wizard, who was born out of the body of the divine goddess, the dark goddess of the underworld. So how to celebrate Samhain with Ceridwin, the bringer of death, the story of Ceridwyn and Gwion is a map of spiritual transformation. In the cauldron, or the underworld, you stir the deepest parts of your soul when you taste the nectar of what's within. Although it may be perilous, your journey to death, regeneration, healing and rebirth begins. As you move towards this mecca of regeneration, it may be necessary to alter your soul. You may need to shapeshift your perceptions until you enter the divine womb and are reborn into your godlike magical power and knowledge. Samhain is an opportunity to look inward, a chance to realize the knowledge you have gained this year and the transformation you will create in the year ahead. It is a time to celebrate that which has passed away, both loved ones and parts of self you have grown out of. In this time of shedding and falling away, the veils are thin between our world and the spirit worlds. Join us in our work in Transmutational Meditation, where we will lead you on Keridwin's journey to the underworlds. We will show you the magic of Samhain, as we connect to those we have lost this year, and they will be able to continue our magical and spiritual journeys. To connect more deeply to your spirit guides and other spiritual beings, we run courses and have books. We have more material available, so check out our book, Spirit Guides, Mediumship and Moon Magic. Um, April will put something in the comments for you. So there's some frequently asked questions. What is Samhain? Samhain is the fall festival in the pagan year. It's the Sabbat cycle. It's the last festival of fall. The mid festival was obviously the equinox and the harvest. It is a celebration of death, transformation and rebirth. It is a time when the veils between the worlds and the next are thin. It's the perfect time to develop mediumship to connect to those we have lost this year and build our connection to the spirit world. Who is the crone goddess? The crone goddess represents the final phase of the triple goddess, maiden mother crone cycle. But also at times the goddess is understood in four phases, maiden, lover, mother crone. As crone she is the wise old woman. 
At Samhain, one of her representations is as the goddess Keridwin, the bringer of death. Who is Keridwin? In the Avalonian traditions, Keridwin is the dark goddess, reaper and bringer of death. She's connected to the pagan festival of Samhain. She collects the souls of those ready to die and leads them to the underworld. The living are also able to join her procession and visit those they have lost. So prepare yourself for meditation. Sit in a comfortable space. Take a deep breath and allow your eyes to fall closed. Follow your breath around your body with your mind and relax as you breathe out. Again, breathe in, following your breath around your body with your mind and while breathing out, relax. One more time, breathe in, Follow your breath around your body with your mind and relax as you breathe out. Focus your attention now on the place where the air meets your nose. Breathing in. Breathing out. Relaxing your body. Focusing your attention on the point where the air meets your nose. Breathing in. Breathing out. Relaxing. One more time. Focus your attention on the point where the air meets your nose. Breathing in. Breathing out. Relax. As you breathe in, imagine the light of a solitary star coming down from the night sky. Filling your body through the crown of your head and surrounding the outside of your body in a silver light. As peace, calm, knowledge and relaxation fill your being. Feel the power and coolness of the darkness envelop you, bringing you peace and stillness so profound that nothingness fills your soul. Again, breathe in the starlight, filling and surrounding your body like a silver disc as peace, calm, knowledge and relaxation fills your being, feeling the power and coolness of the darkness envelop you, bringing you peace and stillness, so profound that nothingness fills your soul. One more time, breathe in the starlight, filling and surrounding your body like a silver disc as peace, calm, knowledge and relaxation fills your being, feeling the power and coolness of the darkness envelop you, bringing you peace and stillness so profound that nothingness fills your soul. Feel relaxation spread down from the crown of your head, down through your head and face. Feel your jaw relax and relax the front of your throat and the back of your neck. Relaxing your shoulders, 
feel relaxation spread down the front of your body and down your spine down through your thighs and down your legs and into your feet and toes as the starlight releases every obstacle to your empowerment and transformation imagine you have a screen in your mind and on that screen you can see the number 13 Imagine the numbers 12, 11, and 10. Drifting deeper down, filled with the power and stillness of the silver starlight. 9, 8, and 7. Down, 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 into the nothingness of your hidden primal self. Six, five, and four. Drifting down deeper now, down into the place where your soul actualizes, and you're filled with the most profound knowledge. Three, two, and one. Deep, deep, deep relaxation, knowing and sorcery, an instinct that you are so powerful. In front of you is a dark brown oak door with your name on it on a silver plaque shaped like a star. Pass through the doorway, closing the door behind you. On the screen of your mind see the edge of a large forest at dusk. The night is drawing in, the air is cold, stars are appearing on the horizon, and just ahead of you is a beautiful forest. The screen of your mind is merely a veil between this world and the next. Pass through the veil now and find yourself on the outskirts of the forest. Place your hands on the bark of the nearest tree and feel its textures. Sense the breeze rustling in its leaves and smell its aroma in the air around you. Walk through the forest now, feeling grass and twigs under your feet. A slight warmth on your face and coldness on your back. As you make your way through the forest, you come across a clearing a large circular meadow around the periphery of the meadow are huge natural standing stones, massive rocks, ancient brown and strong. You find yourself wondering what kind of magic brought them into being in this place. On the other side of the meadow, with the standing stones, deeper into the forest, you can just make out the external dark ancient walls of a temple. From where you're standing, perhaps you can sense some activity within the temple on this blessed Samhain night. For this is why you've come. This is why you've taken these steps deep inside the worlds of your soul. 
For tonight the veils between the worlds are the thinnest, and you'll cross the great veils to greet, grieve with, and reunite with the beloved souls of your dead, as you connect in the most profound way with your ancestors. Cross the dark meadows surrounded by the standing stones and enter the temple now. As you pass through the doorway, you become aware of the deep darkness of the inside of this sacred and ancient building. There are small flickering flames of candlelight illuminating this sacred place. Groups of people in twos and threes, and those who have chosen to be solo, sit quietly in the shadows, as if waiting for the sacred healing and regenerating experiences to arrive. The closeness of the other worlds feels almost tangible as you wait silently alone in blessed anticipation and peace. And as you wait this night in the stillness of Sawain for the holy conversation and you bring to mind the faces and the voices of all those you've loved who have passed beyond the great veil before you. You hear a barely audible chanting moving nearer to where you're seated. Nine people, robed and hooded in black capes, all wearing masks of bird faces. These priests and priestesses from a circle around the cauldron in the centre of the temple that you hadn't noticed before. All fall silent. A silence only punctuated by human whisper, like human respiration. A robed and masked priest steps forward into the centre of the circle, beside the cauldron of transformation. He indicates everyone present to stand, and to turn to face the north of the temple, Stand with this congregation of wise ones. For a moment, all is still and focused until the same priest evokes the coming of Keridwen, the dark goddess of the other world and this one, to be present for death, healing, regeneration and rebirth. Crow. Lady Caradwen, dark goddess of the other world, stirrer of the cauldron of the perfect being. In the darkness of unity, in the stillness of 
of unity. Be here, dark lady of death. Crone, lady carrot when mother of crow, sow and toad. Reaper of death, and regeneration give me healing in your darkness in the underworld be here dark lady of death Mother Hag, cut me down with your scissors and sickle in the dark days of this old land. When the air is cold and stillness is upon us, heal me so I may be reborn. Mother Hag, cut me down with your scissors and sickle in the dark days of this old land. When the air is cold and stillness is upon us, heal me so I may be reborn. Crone. Lady Caradwen, beloved of our ancestors, reaper of the old year, in the stillness of Samhain, give me healing in your darkness. In the underworlds, be here, dark lady of death. Crone, lady carrot when, dark goddess of the other world, take me through the veil. To the beloved souls of our dead, in the darkness of unity, in the stillness of unity, be here, dark lady of death. Mother Hag, cut me down with your scissors and sickle in the dark days of this old land. When the air is cold and stillness is upon us, heal me so I may be reborn. Crone, Lady Caradwen, dark goddess of the Ahead of all present in the north, you become aware of a great door held miraculously in place by a veil of the profoundest darkness you've ever witnessed. The veil itself appears to be made of nothingness, completely void of life or matter. As you observe, 
The door begins to open outwards into a place of stillness. And in that stillness, you can make out a dark, winding and descending path that appears to be gently lit with flame to guide your way. The robed and masked clergy lead the way, chanting quietly like before. Through the doorway, and the congregation of wise ones follow. Join the line of otherwise silent ones as you all walk gently into the underworld. The path descends in quietness down and round, down and round. And as you walk, you become aware of the faces and affection of your deceased loved ones awaiting you on your journey. As you continue to walk with the wise ones, you begin to notice figures approaching different fellow walkers, embracing them, taking them by the hands and leading them away solo for their own experiences. You feel your body beginning to fill with such gratitude and joy as someone you so loved and missed since they passed approaches and embraces you. Tears of healing stream down your face as more of your loved ones arrive and take you away down your own path of bliss. Spend as much time as you desire or need with these loved ones and others who will arrive. Know you'll also have the opportunity to meet generations of ancestors you haven't encountered in this life before. Allow yourself to drop deeper and deeper into this profound ecstasy loved and adored by those who have gone before. Take whatever time you choose before you return.